Welcome to Outside the Lines, the podcast of our hosts, Bob Cheviar and co-host Scott Shannon. Bob and Scott are longtime teaching pros in Westchester County, New York. They have both been ranked in the top 15 nationally in men's 35 and 40 and over singles and doubles. Bob is also the author of Deconstructing Tennis, the 4D System. Their goal is to help players gain a more in-depth understanding of many aspects of tennis, which are often inadequately addressed during the course of their development. Bob and Scott would love to hear from you on topics for future podcasts. Hi, it's Bob Shebiar here, the host of Outside the Lines. My co-host, Scott Shannon, will be joining me shortly. And today we're very excited to be able to interview 20 players who are participating in the Chestnut Ridge Racquet Club Pro Double Shootout. Each of these players has had an international ITF junior ranking, played for a top college. It's an extremely strong field of, of tennis players. And what we're going to do is take a little time out with each of the teams and ask them a few questions about doubles because doubles, of course, is what we play a lot of uh, at club level tennis. And we're gonna try to get some wisdom from these guys that could maybe help you out with your play. Before we get into the interviews, let me first apologize for the quality of the sound during some of the interviews. We elected to hold the interviews down on court level and not be in a small office because of COVID concerns. However, we were ignorant of the fact that the loud crack that happens every time one of these players makes contact with the ball could be quite disturbing to the quality of the sound while players were uh, discussing different issues with us. So again, some of them may be a little tough to get through, but search for your favorite players and uh, it shouldn't be too bad. Thanks for tuning in. So my first two guests are, are Alexander Nielsen and Chen He Lee both students at Columbia University, which has, by the way, an excellent tennis team. They should be real contenders all the way to the top of the national level this year. And they're both not on the team, actually. So I wanted to uh, get them to tell us a little bit about, as they were growing up, they just left junior tennis a year or two ago, how much emphasis was there on doubles in their training. Yes, I'm Alexander. Um, I remember most clearly from my junior days, the private lessons I had with my first, and I still consider him to be my coach to this day, Alfredo, who inspired me tremendously. Um, so there it was, of course, singles, but he ran a, a summer program uh, with a big group of kids and we did all sorts of uh, training for just covered all aspects of the game. Um, we had stroke of the week and, and we would have doubles days. So um, 
I would say singles was naturally emphasized more and it's generally more popular and, and, but, but doubles, uh, it was also, we, we did dedicate time to it. Great. And how about you, Chen He? Yeah, so my name is Chen He and I grew up with like most, most of the time with my dad. He was like my coach. And I would say like, we emphasize like singles more, but like obviously like we spend a lot of times to play doubles, uh, especially in like practice every day. I think like in doubles is really good for you to practice your volleys and like your feel and like your mind sign, I think. And like how you like work with your like teammates to win the turf, like to win the match or to gain each point. Yeah. Okay, just one more question for you guys. And I think you made a good point about using doubles to improve your single skills because the games definitely overlap. But I'm um, I'm just curious, when we watch doubles now on TV, we see a lot of different formations, obviously. Are we going to see you guys playing it more straight up today? Or are you going to be showing us some different formations out there? I think, I think you're going to see the, the standard formations. Um, we have played our first tournament ever together was a, a national doubles tournament in Las Vegas. And we actually won the tournament. Uh, and we, we've, we've played two tournaments total. So we are confident in our, our abilities as a team. But I, I don't think we've practiced the uh, unorthodox formations enough to, to use them in this tournament. Yeah, I agree with him. We haven't like practiced any like formation, but while while while, while trying my, our best to play in the turn like in this tournament in every match, and hopefully like we'll try some new stuff today. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. Thank you very. Much. Okay, I'm back with a couple of Westchester pros, Harry Walsh, and Clinton. You're not actually a teaching pro, right? No. No. Okay. What do you do? engineering construction manager ah fantastic so uh harry i have seen play mixed doubles he's a tremendous uh tactician he's got a beautiful all-court game is there anything you think you can bring from mixed doubles to the event you're playing in today against all these tough guys um not so much today not so much today, not so much today. okay yes, uh... It's going to be hitting bombs and uh, trying to stay in points, quick points, nothing else. Uh huh. Yeah. And I did happen to see, I'm not sure if it's still going, that you had started sort of a prediction website for sports betting. Was that you? That wasn't you. Oh, okay. So there was another Harry Walsh out there, and he was giving advice on how to bet on tennis matches, which I actually don't like so much. I know tennis has had its issues with gambling and betting in some of the minor league ranks. And now, of course, the lead sponsor of the Tennis Channel is DraftKings. Uh, so not sure I, I'm totally on board with all that. So not forget that question. Yes. OK, <laughs> OK. So I can't ask you, who should I bet on today? Not today. OK. Not us. Okay, um, so um, Clinton, I wondered, as you guys are 
surveying the field and you see how tough the competition is, you think you guys have to mix it up a little today and maybe use some different formations or things to throw people off? I think, I think we're you know, veterans in this tournament. Mm -hmm. I say we have uh, some years of, of experience behind us. So hopefully between mixed doubles and some old college memories of tennis, maybe we can, uh, you know, surprise them a little bit in certain ways. But I don't think we'll be able to keep up with them on the, the hard hitting game, but we'll maybe be able to be a little bit more crafty every now and then to see how that works out for us. Excellent. That's, um, that's something to look for. Some good off-speed play can be very effective against people that love to always hit it as hard as they can. Um, the other thing I think that gives you guys definitely a chance is, you know, no ad scoring favors the underdog. If they hit a lucky streak, you never know what can happen out there. So I think you have a little more of a shot if you do, in fact, view yourselves as underdogs since we're playing no ad. Uh, are you currently coaching, Harry, in Westchester? Yes, uh, I was lucky enough to uh, get the director of, of Rackets at the nursing uh, a month and a half ago. So that's where I am now. Oh, my just goodness. Just nursing a club with a great history of this tournament that they've had every August with, was it Albie Collins? Who, is he still with us or no? Anyway, back in the day, I played that a couple times and I was very happy getting to the semifinals. I, I missed the finals is great because you get the big crowd, but still it was a very tough field. Yes. So good luck with that new position. Okay. Thank you guys for coming over. It's Bob again, and I'm here now with um, Borja, Zarco, and Gustavo Loza. They just finished their first round match, and these guys were on fire. They played a very good team and won their first round match six to one. Uh, I just like to, Borja's a very interesting guy to me because he's not like a lot of the people here, tennis pro. He's actually gone on he's works for google and are you going for your phd is that correct uh, i mean i'm still currently a phd candidate at georgia tech but that has been placed on the side for now and we'll see if i finish it now. okay well it seems like you've been studying how to hit a forehand because that was <laughs> that was you hit some incredible bullet returns to serve there in that match very intimidating so I just wanted to read a, a quick quote. My, one of my favorite authors is David Foster Wallace, who wrote this book, Infinite Jest. And the beginning of the book is set at a voluntary-like tennis camp. So David Foster Wallace was a, a pretty good player in his own right. And um, here's what he has to say about tennis. No CPU yet existent could compete the expansion of variables for even a single exchange. Smoke would come out of the mainframe. The sort of thinking involved is the sort that can only be done by a living and conscious entity, and then only unconsciously, by combining talent with repetition to such an extent that the variables are combined and controlled without conscious thought. So I know you work for Google. Tell me that there's some sort of program you've been using to get your game going the way it's going. <laughs> I wish, but, uh, I wish that was true, but as far as I know, there is nothing that exists to, to this day that uh, that is anywhere near to, as that quote says, uh, as capable of any like, human being in the tennis world. So, 
So yeah, that's, I never heard that before. That was pretty interesting. Thanks mm -hmm. for sharing. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, we are making some some big strides in computer science, and like mm -hmm. eventually, maybe we'll, we'll get there. But for now, I think it's more of like playing chess and <laughs> some other things like that. But right. tennis is complicated. So Gustavo, you also played an excellent set out there. Uh, when you were learning your tennis, you grew up in Mexico, is that correct? Yeah. Uh, to what extent was doubles emphasized at all? And what would you say as a doubles player makes you click on the court? Doubles has been uh, one of my favorite parts of tennis since I was little growing up in Mexico, then college, then even after graduation, I played a few uh, for tournaments and I always did better in doubles. Uh, I think uh, my return and my reflex are one of my strongest game and in doubles we use them a lot. Um, mm -hmm. On top of that, uh, I would just add to the previous quote that you said, there's a lot of intangibles, right? In tennis, hard and chemistry is one of them. Mm -hmm. And I think beforehand, me, we were friends from a long time. And that also plays a role in playing uh, that well together, complementing each other pretty well. Well, I think that's very interesting because here at the club level, players often say, we just didn't click or I just met her and we had no chemistry. It's so important to have that intangible on your side and be out there with someone you know you can trust. Uh, it really showed today and I wish you guys both a lot of luck going forward in the tournament. Pleasure watching you play. Thank you. Thank you so much. Pleasure. Hi, I'm here with another team, Stefano D'Aloy and Manuel Barotevena. And they're both from Argentina. So I have just a couple questions for them. First, their relationship as a doubles team, since they're, I wondered if they started playing when they were very young together or just met here at the States. And secondly, Argentina is really known for sort of the Guillermo Vila style, dig it out, red clay, pound those ground strokes. I wondered how much emphasis on doubles there was and how they've managed to become a successful doubles team. Sure. Well, thank you. Thanks for having us. Uh, pleasure to be here. Uh, well, with Stefan, it's actually the first time we played together. We're a few years apart. I'm a little bit older, okay. uh, five or six years older. But we grew up uh, in clubs that are crossing the street, literally. Ah. He played in the, in, I played in one club and Stefano played in the other, same neighborhood, same. It's like 30 courts in, in a very small ra radius geographically. And he was across the street. His dad is the big tennis pro at that club. And we just, uh, I would, when I would go back during college, during the summers, I would train with him because he was an up and coming junior. And that's how we uh, kind of hit it off our uh -huh. relationship. And then when I was done with college, he called me and he said, Hey, I want to go play college. So I helped him uh, make that transition from a junior in Argentina to playing college here in the US. Uh, so this is the first time we're very good friends. We grew up, we kind of grew up together in the same neighborhood, same uh, area but we never got to play together because by the time i was done playing uh he was just getting started right where did uh, you guys go to college so i played for uh, the university of tennessee at chattanooga down south uh, and then i was the grad assistant at georgia southern which is uh, a few hours down south and i recruited stefano to go play for georgia southern uh, so that, that's the connection and then when it comes to doubles um i think uh 
Argentina now has a big tradition, I think, not with Vilas, but in the last few years, there's been quite a few doubles guys that have been very successful. Uh, Ceballos, probably the most successful in, in recent years. He's ranked three in the world, mm -hmm. played the, the finals at, uh, here at the Open, Wimbledon, uh, and he's, he's amazing, an amazing doubles guy. And then you have a few others, uh, Machi Gonzalez, and you have uh, Molteni, uh, guys that are ranked top third in the world in doubles. Uh, and in the past, you've had uh, Martin Rodriguez, Gaston Etlis, guys that played the, the Masters year-end a couple of times. So I think uh, there's a big... Uh, mostly all the guys that played doubles in Argentina, they were first singles guys. And then they, for one reason or another, they, they moved into doubles. I mean, mm -hmm. Ceballos is a guy that he beat Nadal in singles. I saw uh, that. Yeah, yeah. He went for a winner on every shot. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so <laughs> I, I think most of... If, if you look at all the Argentine guys that play doubles... They were top 50 singles players. And then for one reason or another, they, they switched to doubles. But there is a tradition and they're, they're solid. It's not something that we grow up playing much, but in juniors, you're forced to play doubles. So you, you travel for the weekend for, for a juniors tournament and you'll play Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and you play singles and doubles because you're traveling cross country and you're not just going for the singles. Right. So you, since you're 10, 11, you always play doubles with somebody else okay so let me get stefano in here because stefano you are like a lot of the pros here teaching at the local level when you're out there coaching your players for doubles what what's one of the most important things what what do you stress about doubles thank you guys for having us first um it's been a pleasure to to be playing this tournament oh thank uh, you i had a chance to play for two years so mm -hmm. uh, it's always very nice to come um, when it comes to doubles, we work a lot on, on staggering, uh, the staggering position and uh, making sure that the team moves um, like at the same time, like if one shifts to one side of the court, the, the, the partner has to go to, uh, with him. Um, so we do that a lot. Um, we play a lot of offense defense, like to, um, to work on our footworks and stuff. Um, but yeah, we, we do a lot of playing point, uh, point play, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That was so. Uh, How about working with um, people serving? Oh. How about working with people serves? Yeah, so, um, yeah, so in, the, in our club, we have a lot of levels. Um, we have beginners, intermediates, and advanced, not as much as advanced, uh, um, mainly beginners and intermediates. So um, a lot of people that come to the club uh, want to work on the basics of the serves, um, like how to grab the grip, like how to place like place the ball um, and speed of the ball. So um, there's not a lot of um, a lot of players are working on like strategy on where to place the ball for like a specific play in doubles or anything like that. But um, yeah, mainly we, we focus on, on the very basics of tennis. Okay, I just have one other quick question. When you're out there, what clicks for you as an individual player and gives you confidence? I'll give you an example. For me, when I was playing, it was how well I was returning serve. If I was really on it that day, I felt like I could come back from anything. How about you, Manuel? Yes, I grew up uh, grinding. So uh -huh. for me, it's just a matter of how the, the ball feels in the strings. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a matter of moving my feet and if the 
it's just one of those things that when the, the, the ball feels right in the strings, you just know you're going to have a good day. Mm -hmm. And some other days where you're not feeling it in the strings, you're, okay, this is going to be a day where I'm going to have to work a little bit harder to make things happen. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, growing up in clay, on clay, you know that every point counts. And obviously there are some points that uh, mathematically, they, it's one point, but then psychologically, it's more than one point. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think you have to get get out there and even if it's a tough day you have to give your best and i think uh, rafa is the, the guy that uh, puts the best example there you know you gotta go for every ball and even if it's a it's a rough day and you're not playing your best you gotta make it tough for the guy across the net definitely yeah it's for me it's pretty much the same like i grew up in clay so like we i haven't practiced doubles like growing up it was just more about having fun with my partner in some tournaments mm -hmm. um i started playing college uh, like more doubles and started practicing that so i really learned how like how to return or where to return uh, living on in college and basically what i try to do is like um like follow the line of the ball that is coming so if the server goes wide i try to like um, go wide as well like not changing too much, too many directions because the, the service is coming very fast. So it's a lot harder to like direct the ball. Mm -hmm. So I just try to get a, a good shot to set up my corner. That's pretty much it. Guys, thank you very much for coming over and I wish you good luck. You know, it's, it's not that often you play an event where you don't win and you're still in it. So yeah. good luck the rest of the way. Thank you. Thank All you right, guys. Good luck. Thank you. Okay, so we're back and very proud to have Chizzy Lumetta and Lucas Bronco. Chizzy from Malawi, Lucas from Brazil, and they just won their uh, second match in the round robin. So they're still alive and kicking and played some excellent tennis. Just have a quick question for Chizzy because I happen to see on the internet today that he has wins over Sitsipas and Casper Ruud. And I just wonder if those uh, men were over the age of eight when you beat them. <laughs> yeah, those, those boys were over the age of eight. They were 14, 15. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Excellent. Still good wins, though. Good wins. Yeah, I mean, there were still top kids, uh, top junior kids in Europe, so there were some good wins. Mm -hmm. So um, I know I said we were going to talk about doubles, but can you just tell us a little bit about the process of becoming a top-level tennis player from the country of Malawi? Basically, it's just like waking hard, listening, Putting in a lot of hours on the court, mm -hmm. and just giving it everything you can every single day, and listening to a coach. Let's just say that again into the microphone louder. Listening to your coach makes for progress. <laughs> By the way, Scott is back with us, and uh, Scott, did you have a particular question? You you actually played a little golf with Chizzy, so you know each other. Any yeah. any question here? Um. Well, for both of you guys, like, um, what do you find would be a good takeaway for uh, a high-level doubles uh, competition like this, given that you're playing uh, indoors, but you're playing on a very hard court that has a very slippery top? 
like uh, any particular uh, tactics or things that you might do to take advantage of uh, the condition? I think uh, coming to the net a lot because the, the course, especially when I, when I told me, uh, I like just had to fall it. So it's like I just coming to that after like one, two shots. Better fall it than me. I'll stay back for a little more. Uh, we, got, we got to come in more and like uh, have a good serve sequence. So playing against these guys, we have, a, have to make the first serve. Yes, uh, yeah, that's very smart. Um, some of the guys that have been coming in, though, uh, or even when they were in, they're looking at some ground strokes coming at them that they're just not handling the volleys very well. So you have to be very, very uh, under control in terms of that situation because guys are just blistering forehands uh, and then and then people are not even making the volley, let alone like getting it back and having to be weak. So yeah, I, I, I personally took a while to get in, to get in my volleys. I was like hitting very big in the baseline where you know was up but then I had, I had some uh, some hard time. So I had I needed some game, some points more to uh, to get used to it. But I'm glad in the in the second in the second match we yeah, so Scott uh, was saying before he asked the question something like this said these ground strokes are so hard to volley at what point did these guys that were watching abandon coming to the net and say I can't come in anymore because it's too hard and I was saying no they never played doubles that way they played doubles the way we're watching them play doubles now. They just didn't hit it quite as hard. Which which one of those answers the question? I guess they just never played doubles. So it's a lot of like playing, staying at the back. But I think the best way to play on this course is to stay low on your feet, stay active and come to the net as much as you can. It's the best way to play on this course. But Chizzy, when when you were coming uh, coming up though, did you did you used to come to the net a lot more, and then you learned later being back was better? Uh, was there a transition, or did or right from the get go were you always staying back? You're coming to the net now. Yeah. So when I was coming up, um, I usually would do seven volleying doubles. Especially on hard court, on clay court is a little tricky because of all these South Americans and all these French guys mm -hmm. with the speeds and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, the best way is to just come in, stay alive on your feet, stick the volleys, you know, stay active. So, just one other question here for uh, Lucas. You're Am I correct? You're down at the Larchmont Shore Club in the summertime. Is that where you're at? Or so what's the number one thing when you have, let's say, a 4-0 player that you're trying to get them to accomplish to improve their doubles? Does it depend on the individual or is there a particular tactic you think is crucial? I think for doubles, sorry, it's really important that returns, serves and returns. I'm a very big guy in doubles, but like uh so that was it's, it's, it's difficult to see with like the series gonna rally more and stay stay more in the baseline, but that was points are shorter. So I think if we can start with our advantage of having a good return or our advantage of making the first serve, that's for me that's that's the key. That's one of the first things that I tell them. Um, 
Thank you both guys for coming over and checking in and uh, good luck the rest of the event. Thank you. You know, uh, Renato Saveda? I have a message for him right now. You hear, you hear about it? <laughs> he worked, he worked. Welcome to Outside the Lines, the podcast of our host, Bob Cheviar and co-host Scott Shannon. Bob and Scott are longtime teaching pros in Westchester County, New York. They have both been ranked in the top 15 nationally in men's 35 and 40 and over singles and doubles. Bob is also the author of Deconstructing Tennis, the 4D System. Their goal is to help players gain a more in-depth understanding of many aspects of tennis, which are often inadequately addressed during the course of their development. Bob and Scott would love to hear from you on topics for future podcasts. 